We need ladies, don't we, in our lives? Uh, I do. I'm going to get one back, too, next week. My wife comes home. Uh, she's been with her, her mom and helping her, but I'm looking forward to that. You guys can probably imagine. Uh, but uh, how many of you guys enjoying your summer so far? You guys enjoying your summer, right? And I, I'm glad that you're enjoying your summer because it's tending to come to an end, right? And so uh, in a couple of weeks, that um, not this week, but next, the week after that, that public school starts and so for our teachers, for our students, those who work, that things are going to change. But but often in summer, we've had a break. You guys had a break? How many of you guys had a break? That good, right? You know what, what I notice about me when I take a break, and not so much this year because I didn't get one yet, but, but when I take a break and I get away, in the beginning, the days seem like so long. You guys know, like, especially if you're in a different city or you're a different place, and it's like, wow, but by the end of the trip, it's like, where did it go, right? And and if something changes. Time is so weird in that way. It ta- not all time is the same. And I think life is like that. And so when we're experiencing this change that's coming up, that for us that who have uh, kids who who go to school, or some of us that are going to university, or uh, maybe that that you work there, that some of you might be thinking, you know, but my life doesn't change because you know my kids are already grown, or I don't have kids, or I'm not married, or any of those things but how many of you know if you drive on the road there's a big difference when school is in session and UH is in session than when not right so you're going to make a reset as well about maybe when you leave and different things and so naturally all of us will reset as individuals or families or companies or organizations uh, from time to time and and it's very different it, it, the the time scale or the 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 measure can differ depending on the the organization or the kind of a place. Like if you uh, work in a restaurant and you have both lunch service and dinner service, at the end of lunch, what do they do? They reset probably like 2.30, 3 o'clock or whatever that is, 4 o'clock. Why? Because dinner service is coming and they, they got to turn all that stuff over and get everything reset for the next thing. For most of us, we don't have to reset quite that often, right? For most of us, it's, it's at the end of a week or maybe it's the end of a cycle. It's the end of a season, right? And sometimes you have to reset because in the middle that you make adjustments or changes that, that somehow just have to be made and it can't wait. Or sometimes it's when the vision um, or, you know, the, the direction has to change. And sometimes we just need a breath of freshness in the midst of that. So this week, we're, we are starting a series. Um, and as um, Edna had mentioned, in the name of it, we're just calling it a Simply Reset. Because we're preparing for a new season which is coming and that will affect you as an individual and will affect us as a church community. And so as we look at that, um, you know, as a church, the largest reset that we have ever experienced as a church happened three and a half years ago that when everybody else experienced this large reset, which was called COVID, right? And so it changed everything the way that we were doing. We used to be meeting at uh, UH West Oahu, which was a really nice season because we hadn't been in the community probably for about four or five years. And so we got to get back in the community and we were there for like four or five years until March of 2020. And then all of a sudden, there was this like, we're, we see it coming, it's happening, and we're not going to be able to meet. And so very quickly, we had to find a way to 
to stream a service, to broadcast something, just to keep people connected because life was so unstable, right? Now, we had talked about this long before, but we just never felt like we had the expertise or we didn't have the time or we didn't have the manpower to do it. But you know when your back's against the wall, when that's the only way we're gonna be able to communicate, somehow we found a way, right? Now, when I say somehow we found a way, that means the guys that's sitting in the back, they found a way, right? The technical guy, like Dave that was reading and Brianna and that, you know, like our first streaming, you know how it happened? Because Brianna used to play games, video games. How many of you guys, any gamers out here? right like obs right so praise god for obs and the fact that she played games because if not right we wouldn't have been able to stream right so some of you guys you have a skill you have a talent you have something that you do and you feel like there's no way god's going to use that oh yes he can right if god can use obs god can use a gaming right god can use anything right so uh, so here's this thing so we had to reset and but what happened is in the meantime all the face-to-face stuff stopped right not just the weekend service midweek kind of a time stuff small groups stopped right uh classes stopped all that stuff stopped and all we had you guys, are, are you glad that we're not dependent on Zoom all the time now, right? That you don't have to go to school on Zoom, all that kind of stuff. I'm guessing teachers, you guys are super happy, right? You don't have to do school on Zoom. And so, you know, all that was possible because we had this space, because we had a space to plan from, we had a space to hard set, and, and things began to change. We began to do different things. And so, you know, I'm so grateful we have this facility. I have many friends that their churches, they didn't have a hard set facility. They were totally portable because we still had Saturday night service here even before when we were meeting at UH. And so we had a fallback place. Some of those guys, they never met in person for almost three years, right? Some churches, frankly, some of my friends, their churches didn't survive, right? And, And because of that. So we are super grateful for this facility but yet at the same time uh how many of you guys were here last week when we had child dedication anybody here last week when you had child dedication was was it like crowded <laughs> yeah exactly like you go like oh how come it's so crowded today like no more seats and then you go upstairs and it's like wow upstairs hardly there's no seats as well right and it's because to be honest over the past year to be honest, we've probably doubled in in person attendance, right? And so even that, even at double, this is still not where we used to be just on a regular weekend when we were at UH, but we feel the presence of God and God doing something, right? You guys sense God doing something in your midst, right? God doing something in your life. And so one of those things is that we didn't even have any kids' own stuff for a year and a half, we didn't have anything because we didn't know how to do it, how to make it. And, and so then we started and, and you know, kids don't start being online, all that stuff. And so now last week, you know, there's 25 kids or the other week that's like in that little room. And so some of you guys say, right, well, how did they do it? Like I said last week, well, sometimes not so good because it's pretty, pretty crowded. So we're coming to this place where we recognize, right, we recognize that this facility is limiting us. And even, even this week, they say this, most guys who study church growth say something along these lines. When a room hits about 80% capacity, people start to fall off because it just gets a little more challenging sometimes to find parking or find a seat and all that kind of a thing. And so we don't want to hinder 
what God is doing, amen? You guys get to that place? Right, because if we don't reset, sometimes what happens is we start hindering the work of God. So we started to reset, right? We, we started to do different things. We started kid zone again. We started, we did things in this place that have allowed us to reset. But now, if we did the biggest reset in, in our experience with COVID, and we have done little things, but was all based around this facility, it would behoove us to not reset for the new season, right? So we still have to reset for the new season. So I am announcing today that on September 3 uh, at, uh, it will be the first service that New Hope Kapole will actually have a Sunday service in Kapole again, right? So we will be moving this service to Ho'okele Elementary School that uh, it's, a, it's a new school. Guess what? It has better AC than ours because we just went in. It was nice, right? It has a bigger room than ours. It has separate rooms for kids' zone, and it's going to have separate rooms for journey. There's different capacities to grow. And it will entail that, to be honest, that, that some of you might not be as so directly affected, but I had to talk to people at 8 o'clock. It will mean also that we will suspend the 8 o'clock service and that we will meet at 10 o'clock together. Now, it's really different to tell the 10 o'clock crew because why? Oh, you're here at 10 o'clock already, right? So it doesn't matter to you. But for some of our friends, you know, that was a, it was a challenge. I, I, I talked to some folks who've been with us from the beginning, been with us like before we even had a Sunday service. And, um, and when I told her, I just wanted to give her a heads up, you know, if we're going to be, we're going to be, this, the last service would be the August 27th at 8 o'clock here at, for the time being. And I could see the kind of like, like grief, you know? And so I know that this move is exciting for many of us, but it, it brings change, right? And, and grief sometimes for, for others of us. You know what I'm really glad? She said, hey, you know, I thank you for the message because I see what God's doing now, right? And, and so I hope this morning, whether whatever way that you process change, because some of us, you love change. It's exciting to you. You like it. But for most of us, I think, it depends on the change, right? It depends on the change. We don't always like change, right? But, but how many of you would like better parking, right? How many of you like the fact that there's not gonna be a motorcycle that goes in the middle of the service, right? Passing the doors. Like, how many of you like the fact that, you know, it's like um, the, the, the area, I know some people when they first come to this facility that they would look at the area and they go, wow, it's a interesting area. You know, that kind of a thing, very diplomatic. They said, but I'm so glad that when I came inside, it looks like it's totally different, right? I'm really glad for that. But how would you like it when the area is just like, you have kids, there'll be a place for them to run around after the service. Be, it, it's gonna have a lot of benefits, a lot of improvements for us, and it will allow us to reset for a new season. So beginning today, we're starting a series, we're just calling it Reset, and, and processing this aspect, how we move forward. Because when some of us will, when God calls you to a new season, and as we're heading into a new season, that some will like it and some won't like it. And so we, we're talking about it today is embracing change, embracing change. And so to start off this morning, we're gonna read in Ecclesiastes 3.1. Would you be kind enough uh, to stand and let's read God's word 
And this is what he says in Ecclesiastes 3.1. Let's read together, shall we? Ready? Begin. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. When it says there's time for every activity in, under heaven, but it says it in a season, right? It's like you don't do everything at one time. You don't do everything in one season. You, you don't go surfing and skiing and all that stuff in one season, right? You, you don't, um, but many of us that, any surfers here? Okay, let's change the thing. <laughs> but like, well, I'll just say it like this. If, even if you surf, most of us, even if you surf, you know that, that you probably don't go surfing at Waimea Bay in January. You know why? Because you don't want to drown, <laughs> right? Uh, that, you know, if you want to go diving, you want to jump the rock, you want to do all that stuff. Yeah, you know what? The summer is like a lake. Different season, different activity. And so sometimes what will happen, he's saying, you're not called to do every activity at every season. You need to right time your activities to the right season. And so that's what we're talking about in some ways today. So before you're seated, turn to your neighbor says, you can right time your activities to the right season. You can right time your activities for the right season. I hope you don't go looking. I don't know. That's the fun group over there. So uh, you got to sit over there next week. But you don't go looking for mangoes in January on trees, right? You, you don't go and, uh, you know, look for, uh, like, those, this is a fishing thing. You don't go looking for hallelujah in, you know, in in November generally, right? These things happen in seasons. And so in the last few years, sometimes that, that a changes though, I think some of us, we hit a, a fatigue change, a, a change fatigue, I think. You know, when things were during the pandemic, things changed so rapidly. You guys remember that? Like where in the beginning, it's like, hey, you're going to the store, you're just doing whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, the stores aren't open. Only like supermarkets and Costco and or like Home Depots, that, those are the things that open. Everybody else is closed. Then the place where maybe you would go out to eat, you gotta figure out, are they still doing takeout? Or you know, like, can you sit down? And then you had to figure out, like, do you need a vaccine or a mask or all this kind of crazy stuff? And things were changing so much. And for us as a church, whether you know, that you need shields and then we bought like air purifiers and we did like, defogging kind of a antiviral stuff, commercial grade. We did all these things. And, and uh, when, when people used to come, they had to do a temperature check. I'm so glad there's no temperature checks, right? All that stuff is done. But when all this change was happening, people got tired of the change, right? You just, man, I, I got tired of change. I, I did a funeral yesterday, and, and I know a bunch of those guys uh, just kind of like by name, and they know me just because, you know, over the years, so many things I have to do there. And they go, oh, wow, Glenn, we haven't seen you in a long time. I said, no, no, I've, I've been still, you know, doing stuff around here too, and, but sometimes it's at the other chapel, but I did a lot, like graveside and all that. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I said, but you remember, you remember when in the pandemic, that even when, like, kind of like the most critical thing, like a funeral, that people, like I would, I've done a funeral with it in a giant room with 10 people because that was the restriction. And they had to sit six feet apart in individual chairs. You know what the funny thing was? That they came all in the same car 
got, they, they was all hanging out at mom's house, who mom passed away, but they, they came in the same car. They all sat at separate places for the service, and they couldn't even comfort one another sitting next to one another. At the end of the service, they all get back in the same car and go. And it's, sometimes it's craziness, right? It just doesn't even make any sense. And so when all that was done, I think, you know, we got a breather. They got, whew, man, I'm so glad that that craziness is done. And you kind of just built into a rhythm, right, after all. So now, however you're living is a rhythm. But there's some of us are rhythms that, to be honest, we, we got to stretch ourselves in our rhythm. But you just got comfortable. Like I have a, a friend that I saw yesterday I hadn't seen in a, a long time. And he used to be kind of like the head setup and breakdown guy for me when I was on staff at New Hope Oahu. And I used to do a, a midweek service at St. Francis School. And uh, so he was a great guy. You know, I mean, this guy didn't go to church every week. He's like several times a week. He would be every Wednesday, every Sunday in between all of that and working full-time uh, and like kind of running a company and, and all of these things. So he was, he was just around and I said, hey, he's asking me, how's the church? So we just kind of talking back and forth and asking, hey, so how is it? And he goes like, oh, shoot, we, we haven't gone since pandemic, to be honest. We've just been watching online. And he said, you know how it is, you know, just kind of just develop a different rhythm. So Sunday became yard work day, right? And and I said, yeah, I know how it is. Maybe, maybe your yard looks good already. How about, how about soul work? <laughs> you know, like, and, and he said, yeah, it's time. Yeah, I, I know it. It's time. And sometimes you, you just have that sense where there's time, time for a reset, right? And so this is what we're talking about. So what's the first thing you need to do? We're going to talk about three things that you need to embrace change. The first thing about it is you got to embrace a growth mindset. You gotta embrace a growth mindset. So when we're in the midst of these kinds of times that there will be change, um, and, and so because we, but it's comfortable, right? So when we say, okay, if we were comfortable and predictable and easy, like for us being in this place is predictable, it's comfortable, and it's easy. Like, you, know, you know how much setup we need? The, the hospitality. That's pretty much the setup. And then and kids on in the separate rooms. That's about it. That's all we have to do. No trucks, no nothing about, we don't have to do all that stuff. It's very predictable, very comfortable, very easy. And, and a lot of us like it. We don't have to tear down any equipment. We don't have to do all that kind of stuff. So if we're embracing a growth mindset, does that mean then I have to start liking unpredictable and liking discomfort and, li and, and liking hard? No, that's not what it means. What it means is believing God that he is preparing us for something more. That if you want to have whatever the change that you'll go through, for some of us, it's the new school year. For some of us, it's the new grade that you're going through, right? For some of us, it's, it's some kind of change that's happening in your life. Believe that God is preparing you for more, for different, for change, to bless you and not to hurt you. Right? To prosper you and not for calamity, it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. He's, you're, you're something he's going to do is to grow you. Right? And so we need to have this mindset that God is trying to do something more than where you've been. And so this is what it says about that in Philippians chapter 3. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul said it like this. He says, I don't mean to say I have achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. That resemble anybody out there? 
right? Like, I think all of us, right, today, like, none of us would say, uh, we got it, I've arrived, I'm, you know, like, I'm all good. Like, you guys need for change? Like, go ahead, go change. I'm all good already, right? No, nobody's here yet, right? But this is what it says. But I, what? Press on to possess the perf- that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. And he's saying, I know as much, and Paul has been on missionary journeys and he's planted churches and he's written books and he's circulated letters and he's planted all of these churches, but what does he say? I, I know I haven't, this is not the end for me. I'm not where I need to be. Paul had a growth mindset. Paul had a growth mindset. So he goes on, he says, no dear brothers and sisters, I haven't achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, what? forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Are we grateful for the past? Yes. Be grateful for your past. Be grateful for what God has done in the past, but don't live in the past. Live today, right? Some of us, we cannot embrace relationships today because, to be honest, you, you long so much for the relationships you had in the past, and, and maybe some of them are no longer in existence, but God says this, that you need to value the past, but you need to press on to the future. Focus on what God lies ahead. What lies ahead. So I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. And the reality is nothing stays the same. This side of heaven, nothing stays the same. You don't stay the same, right? Right? How many of you guys, you looked in the mirror and you're like, Oh my gosh, what is, right? <laughs> uh, like, oh, what? oh my gosh, you put the belt on and you're like, oh my gosh, right? Nothing stays the same. You don't stay the same. I don't stay the same. The world doesn't stay the same, right? And, and to be honest, trying to prevent change from happening is really a frustrating thing. Sometimes we need to learn how to embrace the change. Some the people that you really care about, they'll change. Your relationships will change. Your marriage will change. Your kids will change. Your job will change. Everything changes. The issue is not that it changes. Just make the change positive. Make it be growth rather than just loss. Make it, be, make it to propel you forward, not to drag you down. Right? So I hope you don't want to stay the same. You ought to want to grow because living things what grow living things grow and and the growth is not always physical right the growth is not always outward some of the growth is inward you know i i've kind of long passed where that my my physical strength used to be the thing that like i would work on i can work hard i can work long i can give all and but you know sometimes it's like i can still do that but my strength lies elsewhere. There. If, if that's the only thing I give my, th- that's what I rely on, I haven't grown, right? Because I need to be using my heart. I need to be using my mind. I need to be developing other people. And so in this aspect, that sometimes that's where change happens. Maybe you need to grow mentally or emotionally or spiritually, right? That professionally, don't ignore. Don't just be one dimensional in that sense. I like what Albert Einstein said. He said, and one of, arguably one of the, the brightest men that existed, he says, the more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know. You guys are in that place before? 
When I, when I first became a believer, I knew I didn't know anything because I never went to church, I never read the Bible, you know, I was an adult already, I was in like 21, and I, when I, I didn't know, I didn't know anything. And then when I start, started to read the Bible, I didn't understand a lot of it, it, but I understood that I could sense God trying to talk to me. So I kept reading and went to Bible study, went to church and did all those things and I grew and I learned. And you know, after about three years, I felt like, oh, but I know a lot. Right, but I didn't know as much as I needed to. I went to seminary after a while. I was serving the Lord in uh, uh, full-time ministry for like six years before I went to uh, seminary and, and I wanted to grow, I wanted to be more equipped and, and when I came back, I thought like, to be honest, I, when I came back, I thought I was all that. You know what I mean? And, 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 but then today, you know what? That attitude, God had to correct because today I realize, man, what I know right now I know, I know surely, but there's so much more. Because how, how can a finite individual who lives, you know, like if you live to 100, right, that's a long life. But how can that one person expect to understand all of the universe and the God who is eternal, right, and the God who is, with, uh, that's impossible. How can I know all things? And so I need to say, I need to keep growing. I need to keep learning. But not all change is growth and so growth has to be chosen even in hard times you some of us say i want to grow but the season is hard right and so i cannot grow the reality is you cannot grow in certain areas without hard times there are some trees that cannot reproduce until a fire burns through and that stress that happens on the tree on the physical cones allows the resin to melt so that life can spring forward it's the same with people it's the same with people and he says it like this in romans 5 3 5 he says we can rejoice too let's read this next line what when we run into problems and trials well let me stop here anybody run into problems and trials this week Anybody? Yeah. Okay, a fair amount of hands. Now, how many of you, when you ran into that trial this week, you went like, whoo, ah, problems and trials, man. I'm stoked today, right? Uh, probably that's not what you're saying. Because this is not saying be thankful for problems and trials. It's not saying be pro- thankful for. It's saying even in the midst of them, you can rejoice. Why? This, now he continues. He's going to say, for we know. Let's say we know right that they help us develop endurance you see if you never had to go through a difficult time then you don't have endurance because if every time you hit a hard time you quit you stop you turn around you don't have endurance you see it's something to grow through right it's going to change you it's going to but it what kind of change going to grow you right because when you quit all of those kinds of things, what happens is you get stunted at that place. But when you get through it, you've grown through it. And endurance develops strength of character. And I can say this pretty confidently, that when I look around the room and I look in the mirror for myself, is that none of us possess the character we need today. Today, none of us possess the character that we need to accomplish all God has for us. That makes sense? Right? Because the character that you have today is probably sufficient for today. But if God is going to grow you, he's going to have you 
be involved and have more influence, gonna allow you to do different things. You need to grow character along the way because without it, to be honest, you can have the most skillful person, right? But if that person doesn't have character, sometimes the most skillful person becomes the greatest thief, becomes the greatest rebel, becomes the greatest disruptor, right? What prevents that? It's character growth, not talent growth, not skill growth. Skills and talents, they're necessary, but character is indispensable. So this is what God says. I want you to develop not just endurance, but strength of character. And character strengthens what? Our confident hope of salvation. What does that mean? That whatever you face, there, he's saying this, that I know God's gonna take me through. That whenever you hit rough waters, God, you know, God's gonna take you through. It's not gonna last forever because this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us, what? the Holy Spirit, to fill our hearts with his love. Aren't you grateful that you can experience God? You guys grateful for that? And for some of us, you know, maybe in the worship time you experience God, maybe in the message sometimes you experience God, maybe the fellowship, but wouldn't it be sad if the only place you could experience God was here? That would be sad, right? Because now to, to experience God, you just gotta come to a particular building. What is it saying? that where does the, what does the Holy Spirit fill? Our hearts. So this is what God's solution is. When you believe in Jesus, he places the Holy Spirit where? In you. The Holy Spirit is in you, so what? When you go to work, can you experience God? Yes. When you go to school, can you experience God? Yes. When you talk to that person that rubs you the wrong way, can you experience God? Well, sometimes that doesn't feel like you're experiencing God, but yes, you can experience God in that place. Why? Because the Spirit of God is with you, right? And so this is the thing. And so when we gather corporately, what happens? There's a greater kind of like a, a anointing on that because the people of God, when they're coming to seek God, the Spirit of God is moving our hearts corporately. So there is a greater sense sometimes when we gather, but the good news is that wherever you are, wherever you are, that God, you can experience Him. I'm, I'm grateful for that, amen? Right? And so when you believe it like that, when you reframe your mind, you reset your mind to say, I'm gonna have a gross kind of a thing. It's almost like Babe Ruth, he said it like this. You know, one of the things, every strikeout just brings me closer to my next home run, right? Because he's learning whatever the situation, whatever change happens, he's saying, I'm adopting a growth mindset. Here's the, the second thing, three principles. The second thing is this, don't say, I'm never, and fill in the blank, right? How many of you guys said, I'm never doing that again, and what? Did again, right? And now, I'm not saying when I say that, like, um, don't get wisdom, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna blow up my marriage again, or I'm not gonna ignore my responsibility. I'm not talking about that kind of a never, but sometimes um, we're gonna make vows, we're gonna make promises to ourselves, and, and this is one of those things that sometimes they're, they're not based on faith, they're based on hurt, and so, or disappointment. And so the first job I ever had was at Jack in a Box, you know, first, first job, in Wahiwa, on Kilani Avenue, some of you know Wahiwa, but you, you go for different things, but that's where my first job, and I got that job, it was five minutes walk from my house, um, 
But one of my best friends, his older brother was assistant manager there. So we're talking, hey, we, we have nice to have spending money, right? So let's go work. Where can we work? Who's going to hire us? He says, hey, Sheldon, he'll hire us, right? So we went. But how many of you guys know, like, when you're in high school and you got your older brothers, the boss, that sometimes that's a hard relationship, right? You're not the boss of me. Yes, I am, right, like at, at work. And so we lasted there two weeks, right? But at the end of the two weeks, what did I say? I'm never working in a fast food restaurant again. And I didn't for a little while, right? I, on the jobs that I had was like doubled my, doubled my income doing, you know, from what a minimum wage was. And like even in high school, right? That was nice, right? It's like doing the office maintenance and doing yard service and all that kind of stuff. And it made a little more money. And I, I uh, became a believer in college right before I graduated. And I went on a summer mission trip because I wanted that, I felt God leading me to go to this place. So the, the mission trip, was stateside and so we went to this little town that has a like a winter time population of 25,000 people it's called Wildwood New Jersey it's in the tri-state area and uh, it's a little island actually but on 4th of July so just a few weeks ago the average is it swells to about a million people so it, it is like tourist town like like crazy way more than Waikiki that kind of a feel right so um, it's, it's just crazy so what we do in that town is people came from all over uh, the US and we kind of do a mission team and we were there for 12 weeks first four weeks three to four weeks was all training and then they say this that they'll continue to will continue to do training and all that but now you got to go get jobs in the community why is that because the majority of your life, if you're going to do ministry, it's you still got to work, right? You still got to go to school. You st- and so you got to learn how to get along with the people. You got to learn how to share with your friends at work and, and do all that kind of stuff. And so I said, oh, okay, but guess what job I'm avoiding? Fast food, right? That's, I'm never doing that again. So I go to the landscape place. Oh, shoot, uh, some guys already got all those jobs. And so I went to kind of like a bank. They had a bank thing. And I'm, nope, not, you know, hey, I'm Asian. I can do math. No, it's kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they didn't work, right? So the whole thing. And so there was one job that was left. And it looked like the golden arches were part of the logo, right? <laughs> and so I worked at McDonald's and I hated it and I complained about it and I was like sour about it and when I went home I smelled like french fry oil and and I had to wear this like really kind of cheesy maroon double knit nylon uniform and no matter how much you wash it still smells like french fries and I kind of kind of hated it but you know one of the things that was good they paid for they gave us free lunch so man we'd make pancakes this size on a break or whatever like eat 20 McNuggets but um, you know young you can just eat whatever and so but then one of the things that even though I hated it if I never went there you know what I never would have met this kid named Tony Tony was a, a senior uh, going into the senior year in high school, a black kid, and uh, never been to church. And, you know, I started to share the gospel, share my testimony, like, what are you doing from Hawaii? You know, that you guys ever get that started? Like, what are you guys, what are you doing here? Are you from Hawaii? And so it came, you know, share my, my story. It wasn't raised in the church. You know, I experienced God and this and this and this. Would you like to get to know him? And I got to lead him to Jesus, right? After work one day, got to lead him to Jesus. And then I told him, hey, Tony, why don't you come to church with me? 
And, and he says, I can't, sorry, I can't. I go, oh, why not? He says, I don't have the clothes for it. And being raised in Hawaii and being raised in a church in Hawaii, uh, when, you know, the, my experience in faith being in Hawaii, I didn't, I never experienced that, right? Because you can come in shorts and t-shirt, right? Rubber slippers, or you can come, you can dress up if you like, right? No problem. You can just, hey, come how you feel comfortable, right? As long as you have clothes, you can, you know, welcome. So uh, we're, we're, and so that's why I tell them, no, you're crazy. Just, let's just go, right? And, and then I brought them, and then I understood, because I went to a church that was close to his house, and I hadn't gone there before, but everybody was like in a suit and a tie. And then I knew that I felt, and I had worn a long sleeve shirt because they told us, you know, go and do that when you go into the new church. And, and it was like, oh, a long sleeve and shirt, you know, kind of dressed up, I felt underdressed. Now, if I had never led him to Christ and didn't go with him, how much likelihood would he have ever gone to that church? Zero. But you know what? God used something that made me uncomfortable. That when I said never, I'm so glad that, that Tony got to experience Jesus and got to get connected and plugged into that church, right? But you know, when you say, I'm never going to do that again. I've, I've said that many times in different things, right? When we left Kapolei Middle School, it was a great experience. We were there for eight years. It was a great experience for seven years. The last year, not so much. <laughs> they had a leadership change. And, and that principal, the, the acting principal didn't like us. And we couldn't figure it out, right? She just kind of resented a little bit like the favor that we had with the previous principal. And, and so it just all of a sudden became hard. So when we left, guess what I said? Never going to a public school again, <laughs> right? And guess when we looked for our locations and different places, and we've been looking for years, and when Kapolei, I mean Ho'okele Elementary showed up, what if I just said, I'm never doing that again? I would have bypassed the blessings of God. So here's the thing. Some of us, you have made those vows. I'm never letting somebody get that close again. I'm never putting myself in this kind of a position again. And it's not a vow of wisdom and faith. It's a vow of out of your wound, right? It's a vow out of your hate or out of your hurt. And so, you know what? Mine was like that. You know what I had to do? I had to repent. I had to repent because this is why I said, God, it is impossible for you to work in that. And if I had said that, it would have not just crippled me, it would cripple the church. And some of us, your vows, they don't just hurt you, they're hurting those around you. This is why we have courses like Finding Freedom. Because all of us get hurts and wounds along the way, and sometimes you don't know what to do with them, but you just shouldn't carry them all through life. Don't make your hurt your identity. It's not your identity. That's not who you are. Yes, you've been hurt, 
But God says this, I'm with you. You're a son or a daughter of God. That he's in you. He's gonna help you to overcome. But you gotta, sometimes you need help how to get rid of the, that stuff. That's why we have classes like that. We're, we're gonna have a course, we're gonna have one in the fall. If that's you, you found that you've made some vows and that vow prevents you from engaging life, in, prevents you from embracing a growth mindset because you're never again, is keeping you from the blessings. Maybe it's time to learn how to get rid of that stuff, right? Learn how to deal with that stuff. And so the scriptures say it like this in James 4.10. Let's read what it says. Ready? Let's read. Humble yourselves before the Lord. And what? He will lift you up in honor. You don't have to just grovel to people. That's not what it's saying. It says humble yourself before God. God, I, I need help. God, I, I cannot fix this. I don't know how to do this thing, right? Humble yourself before God. I need you, God. I love that we sang that song. Oh God, my God, I need you, right? Oh God, my God, I need you. When? Now. <laughs> how I need you now. Man, that's a humbling thing to say, right? I'm not saying, God, might be a nice idea if you could help me. I, like, I'm singing that song, I need him. And I humble myself before him. But this is the good news. When you do that, God lifts you up. It's not weakness. It's, it's wisdom, <laughs> right? It's honesty. It's being, and so humble yourself before the, the Lord. Don't let the, the past poison you, right? Now, in the midst of that, because the other thing is it's a protection. It's a protection for you. Because he says this in Proverbs 16, 18. Because why? Because pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. We all probably understand pride, right? And, and, but haughtiness, what is haughtiness? Haughtiness means when you raise yourself up above other people. And so all of a sudden, this is when, this is when you kind of get a haughty spirit. It's like, nah, I did my time already. I'm not gonna do that. That's, that job is beneath me, right? I'm not gonna, like, you know what? I did that, like, as a young guy growing up in the ministry, I like, um, I drive the truck. I would set up, like I would, at one point, I was on staff at another church. Um, you know, there's times I would drive the truck, help set up the church, uh, get everything together, help the worship team to practice, not to play an instrument because then it would sound horrible if I helped it on that. But get up, preach, help break down, drive the truck home right, and uh, drive the truck back to the church office because it was like a satellite kind of a service. And you know, when I went to school, went to seminary and did all, all that stuff, when I came back and came on staff, was a pastor, and I went on staff at New Hope Oahu, you know what, one of the first things that I had to do was help set up and break down with guys like Art, you see me and Maddie over there, like, right, remember? What time, you know, we, we used to go? Two o'clock in the morning. I was a pastor, I was a missionary, went to seminary, went all this stuff, but you know what I said? Yeah, I humble myself. Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing I'm not willing to do, I mean, as long as I'm capable. Don't ask me to play keyboard, like Nooko is gonna run out of the room. So, um, you know, but the things that I can do, and there's nothing that I, I'm not too proud to do it, right? And, and so let's make sure that we do that because once we start saying, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I cannot do this thing. That's like, just let other guys do it. Then be careful because 
Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. So it's a, it's a safety thing, right? So that we embrace who we are in Jesus. Make sense? Amen. So, and this is the last point, right? Um, and we're, we're kind of rounding the bases here. And so, um, do you guys ever feel like in this change process, you know, you're not quite there yet, but you're not quite where you started from. You're in this weird in-between middle, right? And so, the people of God were have experienced this kind of a process a lot that when you're not here and you're not there and what do you do in the midst right and so when you look at the people of god that in israel when they were called out of slavery they were where in egypt 430 years right 430 years of like no wins (laughs) that's a long losing streak right and so God delivered them, right, through Moses and, and, and all these plagues and stuff. And then they got through, they went through, we sang the song that he led them through the, the Red Sea, right, led them through the ocean. They get to the, the um, kind of the desert in the promise, uh, toward going toward the promised land. But all of a sudden, food runs out that they could carry, right? Drinking water is hard to come by in, in a lot of different places. And so what were they thinking, some of them said what let's go back to egypt and god said no no you're never going back there why because the way to grow is to move forward the way to grow is to move forward i am grateful for the past but i don't want to be the guy that all i talk about is like all the wrestling accolades in high school you know what I mean? I don't want to be the guy that, like, I'm telling all the stories. It's like, hey, remember? And it's like, it was like 30, 40, 50, you know, however long ago. I don't want to be that guy. I, I want to move forward. I'm grateful for those things. And there's times to talk about those things. I, but I don't want to live there, right? Don't live in your past. Like, launch from the past. Move forward. So this is what God said. How does he provide? Because they, they didn't have food, right? So what does it say? It says it like this in Exodus 16. Let's read what it says. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread. Let's say those words, rain down bread, right? Pretty clear what he's saying. I'm gonna provide from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in. That's to be twice as much as they gather on the other days because there was a Sabbath day and you were supposed to rest and not, not just be working. Now, so what did God promise? I'm gonna rain down what? Bread from heaven. And so that God did that the next day. It's called, anybody know? Manna, that's right, manna. And so, but you know what manna looks like? It, it looks like little flakes, like with little white delicate flakes on the ground. You guys know what manna means? What is it? In other words, God promised bread. They saw white flakes on the ground. They go, well, what is that? Right? What is that? He, where's the bread? He, they're looking for bagels. Right? They're, they're looking for like pita bread or whatever. Like they're, they're looking for French bread. That's, but I got flakes on the ground. And this is the thing. The way to go forward, some of us envision change one way but it's gonna look a little bit different than what you think. But it's not gonna be less than, it's not gonna be worse than, it's gonna be better, but it's not the way you imagined it. 
And so why? Because this bread fed them for the next 40 years, right? Bagel, I'm sorry, the bagel, your favorite bagel cannot feed you for the next 40 years. But this manna came every day. But what did it involve? They had to go out and gather it, right? And you know what, what can happen is not everybody gathered the same amount. Why? Because when I look around the room, there's some of you, you guys need to eat, right? I, <laughs> I, I talk to some people. I know some people. Like, I'm trying to gain weight, but I just can't. But it says, eat more. No, but, uh, and some of us, you know what? We wish that, he said, let me just give you some of mine, right? <laughs> like, right? And so we eat different, right? But what is it? Like, if you, depends on, depends on you. Depends on your family. Depends on your needs, right? And so, you know what? Some people, when we go through change, it's going to look like some people have more than you. But don't be, don't judge them for it. Because they need more, right? And some of us can less, and don't judge them for that. You know why? Because they need less, right? Don't worry about that, right? But everybody has to gather. But what does it say? How often? Every day, except the Sabbath day. And what is the principle behind that? The principle is this, because you cannot live off old manna today. You need fresh bread from heaven every day. You need a fresh anointing every day. You need a fresh experience with Jesus. You need to bring, seeking Him. Please don't live your faith from Sunday to Sunday. Live it every day, right? Please don't live from, from, from Christmas and Easter's, right? And obviously you guys aren't, you guys are here, right? But this is what it's saying, that we need a fresh, fresh anointing, right? Fresh experience, a fresh Jesus every day. And but when do you find it? When you go look for him. When you go gather it. And so this is how, what did it do? It grew them forward. And when we started this journey of looking for new places, we looked at a lot of different places. Uh, we looked at movie theaters. We looked at uh, kind of s- storefronts that are along very prominent places. We looked in Kamakana Ali'i. We, we looked at an old supermarket that was the right size. Some of them were just too small. It looks big on the outside. You go inside, it's not that big. And, you know, there's some, like, the, the supermarket was great. It's bigger than this place, nice size room. We could make it whatever we want. But the terms kept changing. And, and all the things that they promised, like, you wouldn't need a permit. Now, all of a sudden, you got to get a permit. But we cannot even get our permit. And, you know, they have a master permit. And so this got complicated. And you want us to sign a lease, but we cannot tell you when you can hit occupancy. We cannot tell you when every, you know. So, like, we couldn't do that, right? So we're looking. We looked at the old New Hope Leeward space, the old Ace Hardware in Kapolei by Home Depot. We looked at that space. We cannot afford that space, but you know what? And I'm gonna pitch a, uh, I'm gonna pitch a number. I said, but we can afford this. This is, this is better than zero, right? <laughs> we'll do it for short term. They entertained it. Didn't quite work for them at the end, right? And so some of you, you're like me. You've been trying to move forward. You've been trying to make a change, but you've been getting a lot of no's, right? You've been getting a lot of no's. It's discouraging, I understand. But you know what? When you get a lot of no's in life, don't focus on the no's because right now, all I needed was one yes, right? And I don't really care about the rest anymore, right? There's a yes for you in the future. When you embrace change, yeah, sometimes you're gonna get a lot of no's. Don't worry about it. 
All you need is one yes. Amen? Let's bow our heads and close in a word of prayer. Father, today we are grateful. We are grateful because you were faithful to us in some of the craziest seasons as a church, Father, that as a people. Lord, that you were so faithful. And Father, we're thankful that you'll be faithful in the future. And Father, we don't want to live out of, we don't want to live in our past, but we want to live based on things we learned in our past. And so, Father, for some of us today, we're learning to not just see all the challenges and all the unknowns, but Father, we're going to embrace a growth mindset. Because even when Lord, things look good or when things look hard, we're thankful we can grow and we can change and we can become better. That you can grow our character and you're going to, in that process, grow our influence. And for some of us, maybe you need to examine the I'm nevers, the vows you've made. Be careful about those things. Don't let them rob you of the potential that God has for you. That you only know healing when you deal with some of those hurts, right? You only know through those things. Would you maybe just invite God into that? And to be honest, for most of us, you'll probably need some, some help to process that. It, it doesn't mean you go to therapy per se, but maybe understand that God has a process by which we get free from the hurts from our past. We have a course for that. It's called Finding Freedom. Would you, would you prayerfully consider, God, is this the season for me to do that? But Father, we're thankful that we can grow forward today. Even when we're not where we want to be and we're not in the comfort place where we used to be, God, we're thankful we can grow forward. So, Father, would you speak to your people about, Lord, the places that they're at and maybe what they, you're really challenging them to do, what you're really encouraging them in, what you're really comfort, comforting them in. Father, we receive you have that message for us today. And Father, I know there's some out there that have never said yes to Jesus, maybe like my friend Tony that, you haven't experienced it before. But today, maybe today's your day. Today you're recognizing, God, if you really want me, I want you. God, if you really can receive me and all the things that I've been through, you know what he really can? That God wants you. You just have to receive him. You just have to respond to him. So we're gonna pray a very simple prayer to, to respond and receive the grace of God for you. You know, the scripture says this, that when we come before God, we come not before a God of judgment, although he is a judge, and one day we'll all be judged. But this is what he says. When you come now, when you come before the judgment, this is what he says. You receive grace. You receive mercy. That's what we're receiving today, his grace and his mercy. We're gonna pray that prayer. If it's you're saying it for the first time, would you join me? If you're maybe saying it as well, just to kind of renew something in your faith that we, we invite you to, to join along. We're gonna pray. Dear God, thank you for seeing me and all the changes that's going on in my life and receiving me. Thank you for Jesus who died in my place. I don't understand everything about that. But today, I open up my heart and would you come live inside me today? 
I trust Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, he paid the price for me. Help me to understand your will and your ways. Help me to understand your word so I can trust you more and build my faith. And Lord, would you bring people around me because I need some help in how to grow. And Lord, I thank you that relationships are something you made. And so help me to encourage others as well. I say this now because you, so you can hear me and I can hear myself that Jesus is my Savior, He's my Lord, and I belong to Him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, can we say congratulations to those folks? God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us this weekend. Thank you for tuning in to the New Hope Kapolei Messages podcast. We hope you enjoyed this weekend's message and that it brought you inspiration and encouragement in your journey of faith. If you'd like to listen to more messages or stay connected with us, visit our website at newhopecapolei.org or follow us on social media. Remember, no matter where you are in life, there is always hope and a new beginning in Christ. So let's continue to grow and learn together as we pursue a life of purpose and impact. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Aloha and God bless.